Amen. Hey, uh, just so everybody's up to speed, there's all kinds of stuff going on, but tonight we're going to have a celebration of life for butterscotch. And it's going to be awesome, and we're going to come love on that family and celebrate with them. Amen. And, uh, uh, and don't forget, we, we're, we're having a service schedule change, you know, for the summer. And, uh, if, you know, it's going to be 9.30 on Sunday mornings, uh, 6 on uh, Saturday nights. And then, uh, but this is the summer fun. Look at your neighbor and say, it's time to have some fun. No, look the other way and tell them, you look funner. Amen. You know, he, 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 some, of you, some of you guys look like you could use a dose of fun. You know, it's like, oh my gosh. Hey, uh, you know, so what we'll do is all through the summer, we'll have all kinds of stuff and we'll, we'll hook it up Sunday night, maybe afternoon out on the patio and barbecue some stuff and, you know, see if we can get Todd to play cornhole or something. You know, it, it'll, it'll, it, we're just going to have some fun. Amen. But we're also going to grow the house. Thank you. You know, you know, uh, you you gotta you gotta get you gotta get invitational, right? And you just gotta start. You know, you gotta drag people you don't like here. <laughs> Serious, because God will change them, and you'll end up liking them, right? And, and I think I think you start reaching out and you start thinking differently and seeing people differently, and it actually works in you too, amen. And uh, uh, but we're just gonna have a summer of fun. We're just gonna have a blast and. And I uh, want to encourage you, you because the summer schedules get going. You got weddings, you got graduations, you got vacations, you got uh, all kinds of stuff. Don't don't be all guilty feeling. You know, if you happen to miss a service, just make sure you take pictures and prove you're having fun. See, if you're having fun, it's cool. If you're not having fun, we're choking you out for Jesus. Okay, because you know it's like, man, let's just have a blast and let's prove to the world that hey, we can be a believer and enjoy life. That isn't that what Jesus said to do. He said, I've come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the full till it overflows. So you, you, ought to have, you, you ought to have more fun than anybody else, okay? I didn't say you ought to get drunker than everybody, okay? That's not it. We, what we have to do is demonstrate to the world that knowing God is worth a, a life change. Hello, somebody? Uh, that's a good place to clap. I think you ought to just thank you, Jesus, for saving my wretched soul, Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Well, we're, we're going to get in here. Just buckle up, Beatrice. We're going, okay? Now, here's, here's the deal is that I got a couple of points I want to make, but I want to, uh, 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 I just want to empower you and, and maybe uh, I, I'm hoping to ignite a passion on the inside of you where you'll just say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to humiliate hell. Okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start and find areas in my life that I can demonstrate Satan's defeat just to irritate him. Right? You know, haven't you, haven't, you know, haven't you been intimidated long enough? You know, God hasn't given us the Bible. I'll just quote some stuff. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear but, uh, or, or intimidation, but he's given us power and love and a sound mind. And, and I'm telling you that there's areas of your life where maybe you've struggled for a long time. And whatever the thought process is, whatever the uh, belief system that's been developed, like, well, this is just the way it is. We're going to have to just deal with it. Well, wait a minute. Why don't you stop dealing with that and let God handle that for you? And you deal with your heart and your mind and just say, hey, I'm believing God. God for some stuff that's absolutely impossible. 
Okay, I mean, you know, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above anything you could ask, think, or imagine. Well, why don't we release him to do that stuff? Well, you know, God does the miraculous in, you know, in third world countries or something. And, you know, and we've seen some amazing stuff. How many of you have been someplace and seen, I mean, a legit miracle? Like, like you, some, you, you know, the dead raised, somebody, you know, the lame walk. Anybody in here seen that stuff? You, hold your hand up. Don't be afraid of it. It's like, my God. Well, but can I just tell you something? that he's not limited to offshore movement. You got, you, you, you got people in the room right now that, that are sucking up our oxygen that shouldn't even be here. Why? Well, because God touched their body. And, and, he, and, he, and dude, I'm telling you that, that God is able to do way more than we're letting on. And, and, and I'm telling you that uh, I think God wants to do the miraculous. So let's define the miraculous this way, okay? Because, you know, uh, sometimes, sometimes, you know, our, our definitions are just all over the board. But for, for, this, for this purpose, uh, let's just say the miraculous is something that you considered impossible that you give to God and he causes it to be accomplished. So you... Seeing the impossible in your world, uh, because what's impossible for you, it might not be impossible for others. Like, like, like I mean, I, I want you to get kind of practical for, for a few minutes and just think, you know, hey, other people can save money, but I can't. Well, wait a minute. It's, it's, it's impossible for us to get out of debt. Oh, really? How about if we put God in control and got him moving in your life and you got out of debt if that was impossible? but now it's accomplished, that would be a miracle. Okay, what if, what if uh, uh, you getting along with somebody, it's impossible to get along with them, and what if God brought healing, restoration uh, into a relationship? That would be, that would be a, mir- a miraculous event. Well, let's believe God for the miraculous. Hello? Let's, let's up our ask. Look at somebody, say, up your ask. Be kind, do it right. Up your ask right? Ask God, ask God to do some stuff. Listen to this. These scriptures, uh, I, I just, uh, when we get into here, anything could happen in the next 15, 20 minutes, okay? But just get this. With the, what, what you need to do is get in God's Word. You need to find a promise, okay? And then you, you, need to, you need to weave that promise into the fabric of your being so it becomes a part of you. So, so we're going to call it follow the promise, okay? Like follow the promise, obey. obey. It, it's, uh, James said that uh, faith without action, faith without work, if you, if you, don't, if you don't act on this, then, then it's worthless, right? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the Word. So you get a word. You get a word from God. You get a word from God, and then you begin to follow that word. And, and uh, you know, a lot of us are trying to apply God's word to a messed up life. No, God's word will will bring wholeness to your life, right? And so you begin to. Uh, uh, I, I like to amplify it in James. If you go read it later, it, it says that uh, you got to be an active doer who obeys the word. Look at your neighbor and say, uh, this could get really weird. Because here's what we're going to do is we're going to learn to obey the Word of God. Right? What would happen if you begin to obey the Word of God? See, I think today's culture and society uh, uh, is, is thinking that we don't have to walk in obedience. Well, because, you know, well, the grace of God and that God, God's such a good God and He's a loving God and so I can live any way I want to and get the results that God's promised. But here's the, here's the, here's, here's, here's the just unadulterated truth for you all today. 
uh, this is full disclosure Sunday, okay? Uh, if you don't walk in obedience to God, the promises of God don't apply to you. So instead of finding, a, 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 you know, some, you know we're, we're searching, looking for a loophole to excuse ourselves from obedience, and, and, and that's, that's how the enemy wants you to think, instead of thinking this way, that I'm going to look for opportunities to obey. Because if I would find an opportunity to obey the word, I'd open a door for God to fulfill a promise. See, if I'd take a promise and obey the promise, then God could fulfill the promise. But it's, 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 it's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to obey. You all okay? Because you look like, you look like, I won't say what you look like. Joshua 10, Joshua, uh, starting at verse 7, Joshua, his entire army, including the best warriors, they left Gilgal, and they set out for Gibeon, and, and, and they had this promise. He had, he had this word of the Lord, don't be afraid, for I have given you victory. Okay, he's got five, five armies, five nations that have gathered together against him, uh, and, and they're standing there, and he's, but this is the promise. He said, hey, uh, don't, don't be afraid. I have given you victory. I have given you victory. Wait a minute, we haven't had the battle yet. Victory comes before the battle. You got it. Man, this is one of them things, just like you got to write it down, get a note, maybe a tattoo or something. Uh, victory comes before the battle. You have victory when the battle shows up, and when the battle wears itself out and wanders off, you still got victory. Okay? Victory doesn't come as a result of the battle. You're not fighting to get a victory. You are demonstrating the victory that you've been given. And you have, you know, some of you guys are wanting a certain outcome. And I'm telling you, God said, my thoughts are higher than yours. My ways are higher than your ways. And every time God begins a movement, I'm telling you that it doesn't make sense to you or to me. It's almost as if God's leading you into things that have been designed to keep you out. Right? Hey, we're going to go take the promised land. Oh, yeah, we've got to cross rivers in, in the season of flooding. We're going to go get cities that, that have big walls that surround them. We're, we're, we're walking into land that's filled with giants. Hey, hey, God, how about you make this easier? How, how about you deal with, with, with all of these? How come if we're doing what you said, why is there a Hittite and a Gergeshite and a Canaanite and all them otherites? Why, why didn't you just destroy all of them? Well, man, I'm telling you that what you, what you want to understand is that no matter what situation you're in, no matter what challenge you're facing, no matter what you're dealing with, God is able to elevate you to a position of winning regardless of the circumstance. But, but how, you know, God's going to bless you. God's going to bless you. But the word bless means to be positioned to win or succeed. But how does God bless? He, he blessed them and said. So he uses his word. That's why you got to get the word. You got to have a word from God. You got to get the word in your heart. You got to obey the word and watch God produce it. Hello? He said, okay, so I, I've given you the victory. Not, not even one of them is going to be able to stand up against you. Let's just roll here for a second. Uh, uh, he said, and so they traveled all night. Everybody say all night. Don't you quit because, because it is inconvenient. 
But they went all night and took the Amorite armies by surprise. You want to shock your enemy, be chasing him instead of always waiting for him to chase you. And, and, and the Lord threw them into a panic, and the Israelites slaughtered great numbers of them at Gibeon. And the Israelites chased the enemy and killing them along the way. And verse 11, as they retreated down the road, the Lord destroyed them with a terrible hailstorm from heaven that continued until they, hey, all hail broke loose. I just love saying that. So I just, you know, all hail broke loose. Can you imagine God up there handing out slingshots to the heavenly host saying, hey, let's have some fun. And they killed more with hail than the Israelites did with a sword. It's crazy. And then on the day the Lord gave him this victory, Joshua said, he prayed to God. He said, let the sun stand still. He elevated his expectation. And you got to understand this, that he's seeing the sun begin to go down. We're chasing our enemy. We've come all night. We've invested in demonstrating the enemy's defeat. I don't want one of them jack wagons slipping off into a shadow someplace. I'm ready, I'm ready to annihilate the enemy. And some of us need to get this attitude and this thing in our heart that, hey, God's given me a victory. I don't want a partial one. I don't, I'm not going to let the enemy dwell in the shadows of my heart anymore. I, I, I want the sun to stand still. I, I want to find every single one of them and take them out and, and annihilate this thing. I'm tired of saying I'm walking in forgiveness as long as I don't see them. I'm tired of saying that I have liberty and breakthrough as long as this situation doesn't occur. I'm tired of saying, hey, I, I'm above only, not beneath, unless I leave the house. Come on, somebody. Hey, Joshua didn't say, hey, God, why don't you take lightning bolts? That hail thing was awesome, but why don't you take lightning bolts and fry the rest of these suckers? No, he said, I want to I kill them. So give me time. Give me the opportunity, and, 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 I, and I'm going to obey your promise that not one's going to stand. See, one of my thoughts and one of my questions for you today is, what do you let stand that you should have taken out? Man, don't, don't, let, the, don't, don't, don't let those weird attitudes, and don't, don't be coming up with great excuses why you, you don't obey the Word of God. Look, realize you have an opportunity to obey the God. I said you have an opportunity, and that opportunity is going to open amazing doors for your life. Hello, somebody? Check this out. If we go to Joshua chapter 1, and here's what he said in Joshua 1 verse 3. He said, I promise you what I promised Moses, that wherever you set your foot, you're going to be on land that I've given you. Hey, I got a promise for you today. Wherever you go, God said, I've given you authority. I'm, 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 giving, you, I'm giving you dominion. It doesn't make any difference where you're at. And, and, and you're going to have all this stuff, but the, yeah, the land's full of, the land's full of some, some giants and stuff. Look at, look at verse 5. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. Uh, maybe, maybe you could put it this way. Uh, you know, remember, uh, remember in Deuteronomy where he says, hey, I, I've, I've set life and death in front of you. Choose life. Choose life. So, so uh, you know, we, we have, we have uh, it's, it's kind of one of our culture statements here is that we do life together. We do life together. Now, now, there, now somebody who's, who's constantly negative and always, you know, the Debbie Downer and, and just sucking the oxygen out of every situation, they'll say, well, they, they, don't, do, they, they don't do life with me. Well, it's because those people aren't actually doing life. See, we're, we're not, we're not going to do negativity with you. That's, that ain't life. 
No, hey, if you're committed to demonstrating Satan's defeat, we're in. Like, like, like uh, hey, what, can I, what, can, what are the expectations that I can have from the church, uh, uh, you know, as far as, you know, support and backing and, and, and uh, you know, uh, how, how does the church, you know, uh, benefit my life? Well, here's the deal. If you're going to do life, you already have your answer. Yes. Man, we are all in to life. And look at what he said here. He said, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you're doing life. See, some of you guys are wondering why the enemy has so much uh, manipulative power. It's because you don't do a lot of life. See, we're not talking about inhaling and exhaling. We're talking about doing life, God life. Right? Seeking first, Matthew 6, seeking first his way, his way of doing, his way of being right. Man, he said, you know, you do life. I, I'm telling you, I will never, I will never let you down. Look at what he said. I'll not fail you. I'll not abandon you. Look at verse 6. Be strong and courageous. Everybody say, be strong. Be strong. <laughs> yeah. Be strong. You know, God would never ask you to do something he hadn't already equipped you to succeed at. It would be cruel of God, wouldn't it, for him to say, be strong, and you're just a little weenie. And he made you that way. Go ahead, be strong, little fella. You haven't got a snowball's chance on hot pavement in Arkansas, but be strong. No, God, God, God has equipped you with strength. So be strong and courageous. You're going to lead people into their promise. These things are a little bit bigger than you. And somebody's following you. You get your victory, let me tell you what. Here, here's how God does it, is he multiplies through you. See, God didn't reach you just to reach you. He reached you to reach through you. And you, you have no idea how many people have been uh, really liberated and given an opportunity for success in their life uh, because Fredo and Nicole decided to, to lean into it right? You, you don't understand how many people's heart has shifted, right, and, and, and towards, towards good be, because you shifted towards good. Okay, look, look, look at the next one, verse 7. He said, be strong and very courageous. Everybody say, be courageous. Okay, be strong. Be strong. Are you picking up something here? Like there's maybe a message in these verses and, uh, you know, be strong and courageous. And the next one says, be strong and courageous. Matter of fact, if you look at verse 9, uh, if you drop down, to, go, go to verse 9. For the, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. By the way, this is a commandment. Well, that's Old Testament. Okay, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. That's New Testament for you. Okay, if strength is a commandment, weakness is a sin. So you got to be strong, and you got to be courageous. Go back to verse 7. I'm, I'm working out the tech crew today. Look, look at this. Be strong and courageous. And i got a question for you. What, what do you need strength for? And what do you need courage for? You know, 365 times in the Bible, there's these statements, be, uh, uh, fear not, be not dismayed, be strong. You know, three, that's one for every day of the year. There's like a, there's like a word from God that's, uh, that's kind of like saying, you know, toughen up, buttercup. Let's go. Why do I need strength? Why do I need courage? And, and Well, it's because of the big bad devil we're facing. No, no. Here, you got to understand what you need the strength for. If you don't understand the purpose of a thing, you will abuse the thing. See, the word abuse is abnormal use. It's re- How many of you guys are, are like me? You can remember back in the day when we had the TVs and the rabbit ears. Huh? 
You remember the rabbit ears? And, and we, we would get behind the TV. We couldn't find a screwdriver, so what would we get? Butter knife. And you'd take the butter knife and use it for a screwdriver to hook up the rabbit ears, and then you'd tighten it back up, and you'd bend the end of the butter knife, and you'd put it back in the drawer, and you'd be in trouble later. Right? Because how come every butter knife's got a bent end? Because it's not a butter knife. It's a screwdriver. Okay? So when you use a thing for a purpose other than the purpose it was created for, you are abusing the thing. Abnormal use. That's the word abuse. See, some of you guys have, uh, you've been, in your life, you have been abused. Why? Because you're allowing the enemy to cause you to use your life for a purpose other than it was created for. You, you have been created to walk in victory. You've been created to demonstrate Satan's defeat. You have been created to humiliate hell. But you, what, well, what do I need the strength for? What do I need the courage for? It's to obey. Be strong and courageous. Be careful so that you can obey. Because if, you if you're not strong, you won't obey. If you ain't got courage, you won't obey. You'll let, you'll let a culture that, that's against God tell you that you don't need God. You don't have to obey God. Okay, maybe you don't have to obey God, but you can't count on the promises of God. Man, you're going to live separated from, uh, from an amazing life, and you're going to be abused your entire life. Why? Because you're going to let the enemy use you for a purpose other than the purpose for which you were created. And look at verse uh, uh, look at verse 8. This one, a lot of people can quote it. Verse 8, it says, you know, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. He says, study these instructions quite often. No, it says continually. Man, wh- where's your head at? You know, Facebook, you need to get your face in the book. You, you know, it's, it's like, like you, well, I, I have 7,000 friends. Those are imaginary friends. You know, I mean, call them up and tell them, I'll tell you what, post today that you're moving at 2 o'clock. <laughs> See who shows up. <laughs> but, but you have a friend that's closer than a brother. He said, you call me, I'll answer every single time. He said, man, you got to get in this word and meditate on it. You, you meditate it. You got you to get that promise in you. Get that thing deep. Get the word of God deep in you, man. Get it deep in you. Uh, you do not wait till the problem hits before you prepare for the problem. So you got to get your victory before the battle starts. Let us Hold fast our profession of faith because he who promises faithful to hold fast, remember, is get a grip on your grip. Picture the bull rider sitting in the chute getting ready to ride the bull. What's he doing? He's tying that rope around his hand. And he's, get, you know, and, he, and he's getting a grip. And then he's pounding on his fist. What's he doing? He's getting a grip on his grip. Why? Because he's going for a ride. Right? And, and, he, and, and he, he, he needs to get a grip on that. Man, he, he's, he's got to take a hold of that. See, uh, he does not wait till the chute door opens before he starts messing with the rope. See, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Everybody say hoped for. Hope. Let's make it easy. Just say hope. hope. Okay? The, 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 the word hope, it's really kind of cool. You need to look it up. But it, it's a rope. So without a rope, you ain't got no hope. See, if, you don't, if, you're not, if you're not getting a grip on your grip and holding to the promise of God, 
You're not going to see the promise of God fulfilled. And he said, Here, here's the thing. You, you got to meditate day and night so that you'll be sure to obey. It's going to take your strength. It's going to take your courage. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be obeying the word of God that's going to bring prosperity and success into your life. You, you want to succeed in marriage? Okay, what does God say about marriage? You want to succeed in finances? Okay, what does God say about finances? You want to succeed, you know, with, with mental peace? Okay, what does God's word say about it? Yeah, and you better get prepared. Why? Because someday the, the chute door is going to open. And you're going to be, hey, you're going for a ride. Well, can't we just swing by church 1.4 times a month and listen to you preach? Yeah, that's awesome especially if you bring a lot of offering with you. Bring a lot. Why? Because that's all we're going to get out of it. What if you could have victory? What if you could demonstrate Satan's defeat? What if the only thing stopping you was you obeying a promise? What if, uh, I don't know, what, what if, man, what if I'm right? What if it isn't what the enemy's doing that's messing my life up? What if it's me? What, what, what if, you know, are we so certain that obedience is that big of a deal? <laughs> um, okay, so Joshua gets this promise, and you're going to lead these people, and you're going to go to this promised land, and man, this is going to be awesome. So they make it, they, they cross, they have the miraculous occur, you know, water stands up like a wall. They take all these people, they cross over, they get into this land, and then, and then God shows up, and, and check this out. Look at, look at what he says in Joshua chapter 5, verse 2. He says, uh, Joshua 5, verse 2, at that time, they're, they're in the land, okay, they're in the land, and, and God speaks to Joshua, and he says, make flint knives and circumcise the Israelites again. Would that be a weird moment? You know, hey, glad you're all here today. Ushers are going to be up front. Leaders, elders. And we're here today to see if you'll make the cut. Some of you are going to make the cut. Some of you won't make the cut. But be strong. Be courageous. Our circumcision isn't in the flesh, right? It's in the heart. But I'm here today to tell you that I think circumcision of the heart might be more painful than circumcision of the flesh. See, some of you struggle because you won't cut a bad attitude out of your life. You, you, won't, you, you won't cut anything. You, you, want, you want God to produce all these promises without you having to make any cuts. And see, it's your obedience that sets you up for God's blessing. Well, you know, uh, let's just pick on, you know, 
popular culture. Because, you know, the Bible's antiquated. The Bible's old. And, 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 you know, so, but the day and age we live in, sex outside of marriage should be fine. Well, not if you want the promises of God regarding marriage. I'm just asking, what if there was an area of your life that if you added obedience, what if you could have amazing breakthrough? You know, not, not because Pastor Tom says to do something. No, the Bible says that the mature sons of God, they're, they're led by the Spirit. Man, I'm telling you that if you'll get in the promise, the promise will begin to get into you. And when the promise begins to speak to you, when the Word of God begins to speak to you, it's like he said, man, you got to study this continually. Why? Because then he's, he's going to show you what to do. He's going to speak to you. There's areas of your life. Listen, every single one of us need to just embrace this reality that there's areas of our life where we're missing huge opportunities. We have been convinced by a lying devil that, that, that it's, it's like an inconvenience to us. Are you kidding me? It's not an inconvenience. It's the opportunity of a breakthrough. That instead of trying to figure out how to get out of obedience, what I need to look for are the opportunities to step into obedience. Because, when, because God, God needs me to obey. Why? Because he's going to give me cities that have been walled to keep me out. He's going to give me wealth that's been designed to run away from me. He's going to give me health and healing. Why? Because he just needs me to obey. You know, Tab and I were talking, and Tab brought up a song, this old song. Trust and obey. Remember, how many remember that? Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. See, here's the deal is, obedience is just a manifestation of, of your ability to trust God, but it's gonna take strength. Obedience is you saying to the enemy, I don't care what you say, I'm going with what God says. It's an opportunity for God to release things into your life that maybe you've struggled trying to figure out how to live without them for a long time. What if you could just obey? What if you'd find one area of your life? What if you just were constantly looking for that opportunity? What if, you, what if you're going to work and, and, and it's almost like the burning bush, you know, you just see an opportunity to tell somebody, hey, you know, uh, I, I'm praying for you. Well, I, I, you know, I don't want to be super spiritual or nothing. Are you kidding? What if that one step of obedience, what, what if that one moment, what if it, 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 just, it just, that was an intersection with the miraculous for your life? Here's what, here's what I'm trying to tell you today, is that you find the area that you need a miracle, and then you obey God, and you watch God cause to be completed the thing you thought couldn't be done. I think a lot of times we forget that obedience is better than sacrifice. We need to find the areas where we can obey God because it's our opportunity to up our ask. You can ask God for anything if you'll obey Him with something. Can I pray for you? Just bow your head. Father, today, I just pray that you would 
enlighten the eyes of our understanding, God, that you'd set our imaginations on fire, that we'd begin to see the hope of the calling, God, that we would take hold of that like a rope, that we'd get a grip on our grip, that we would pull it in tight and we'd get ready, but God, that we'd use our strength and our courage to walk in obedience to you. That we just trust you and it's going to take courage, I guess. It's going to take strength because you're going to ask us to do things that, God, in many cases, uh, we've never been willing to do before. But, God, we're going to trust you. We're going to obey you. We're going to let you begin to change the way we live so that we can change the outcome we experience. God, the miraculous in these people's lives. I just thank you, Lord, because you have a plan and a purpose that's so much bigger than anything that they've ever dreamt of or imagined before. Thank you, Father. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, we're all going to pray one more prayer together. And, and if you're in this place today, maybe, maybe you've never really surrendered your life to Jesus ever before. Maybe you've done it in the past, but you, you kind of took over again. Or I, I don't know what, what your journey is, but you're saying, okay, today is the day that I, 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 need, I need to make the cut. I need to separate myself from the world. I, I, and I need to offer myself to Jesus. I'm ready. I'm ready for some real life going on here. I'm ready to, to take the promise and, 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 and operate in authority in the land. I'm ready, I'm ready to, to give my life to Christ. We're all going to pray this prayer. I won't call you out. I won't have you stand. But if you're here today and you say, you know what, Tom, that's me. I'm making this prayer real. I want to personally agree with you in prayer. So would you do me a favor? If you're going to pray that today, if you, if you mean it, would you just hold your hand up really high just so I can agree with you? Just lift it up really high right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So awesome. Thank you. You can put them down. I want everybody in here to pray this with me. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. So I receive it right now. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Change the way I see. Change the way I think. Change the way I choose. God, I'm going to live for you every day of my life. I'm starting right now. I thank you for saving me. And I thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, everybody. Celebrate.